Welcome back to Get Betty With It. I am your co-host, Holly Stark. And I'm your co-host, Mary Sorensen. And today we have another interview guy with, blah, 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 what, 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 <laughs> what, let's back that up. We have another interview for you guys with the beautiful Cammie Bartell. So we, um, Cammie actually reached out to us, which is really exciting. Um, she mm-hmm. what well, actually was living in Chicago at, the, at that time. She's now in Phoenix, but, um, one, it was just cool connecting with someone who was like in our area, mm-hmm. but, um, she was so sweet and it was kind of the first person we got to talk to since Allie, where got to talk a little bit more about birth charts and things like that. Um, yes. so we recorded this a couple of weeks ago. So at that point we hadn't done Mary's birth chart and everything like that. So just so you guys know, obviously we now have revealed that information. Um, but at that <laughs> time we did not know. <laughs> Yes. Um, very exciting. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this. Cammie is just such a, just a beautiful soul. Like I think that she just was so willing. She, like Holly said, she asked us to be on the podcast because she really felt like she had something to say to the world, which I love that. I think that if you feel like you have a need or a want to like get something out there and just be productive, do it, like contact us. I would love to hear and share everybody's stories. And hers was just so amazing and just the way that she thinks about stuff is very different um in just such a great way so I'm excited I'm excited for you guys to hear this I agree and before we get into the episode Mary um just a little a little brief check-in how was your week this week my week was okay to be honest um did I took more rest days than I had uh wanted but on those rest days I did still go for walks outside with my dogs and stuff so like active rest, I guess you could call it, but I consider those rest days. Um, but yeah, this week was just refocusing, getting ready for May and getting back on track. So that's about it. It was like a, an okay week. No bad, no great, but we're here. We're neutral. Okay, <laughs> right. What about you, Holly? Um, I would say mine was pretty similar. Um, on Monday, I did get my workout, but um, I am going to be kind of making up for that this weekend by getting an extra workout in. So nothing crazy. Um, it was a, a, a busy and more stressful week at work. So mm-hmm. I felt like other things, I just kind of, you know, not let take a back seat because that's not the right the right words or anything like that. Like still got my reading, some reading in and, and all of that good stuff. But um yeah, I was just focused on getting most of my workouts in, getting outside if I could, which I haven't yet, but I'm hoping this weekend, if it doesn't rain, I can at least get outside a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to rain, honestly, but, um, but yeah, I felt like overall a decent week, like not bad, not bad. Yeah. I love um, that. Going into this upcoming week, what's like one quote or one thing that you're taking into this upcoming week? Uh, <laughs> I am going to throw it to you while I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one thing I want to take into this upcoming week is just that this is a quote from Libby Christensen, which I think I've said before, but the, a bad day is, is still luxury. I feel like, like I was just saying this past week wasn't bad by any means, but sometimes I feel like we all get in those funks where, you know, we have a bad meal or we have a day where we skip a workout and it's like, well, now that the day's ruined, which means the week is ruined, which means, well, I better just throw in the towel for the month. Mm -hmm. And so really taking that, that outlook and being like, yes, I may have a bad day sometimes, whether it's mentally or with my workouts or whatever it may be. But at the same day or at the same time, like I'm still very blessed, you know, for my body and my family and, you know, all of that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. just taking in sort of the good things I do have on those days where maybe I'm not being the, the best, most productive version of myself um, and knowing that that's okay. So that's kind of how I'm taking that quote and, and spinning it a little bit this week. I love that. I am going to take from Miss Taylor Woods because clearly I'm just obsessed with her lately. Um, she has a, wor- a non-workout workout plan. And I think that that's what I'm going to take into this week and even this month of not being so hard on myself when, you know, I have a scheduled ride, but I need to change it. Mm-hmm. Or 
I had planned on doing lifts all week, but I only did one. Um, just taking that out and not really having a set plan, like you still have a plan, but it can fear and it can change and things like that. Um, just because some days you, the night before, like you'll plan something and you'll be like, I'm in it, I'm ready to go. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, I can't do this. Like I got to change it. So yeah. yeah, I think that just not being so hard on myself, if things like that do happen, kind of the same thing, like you said, like think of the things that you've done or, you know, like your family, the things that you're blessed with. Um, but yeah, just not really being set in stone for my workouts and just knowing that like moving your body is, is the cool. thing that you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So with that, let's jump right into the interview with Cammie and we will see you guys on the other side. All right. We are joined with the beautiful Cammie Bartell. It is Bartell, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. My, I would be saying it wrong the whole time and it would be, you'd be silently cursing me. So just need to ask. <laughs> no, it's okay. We, everyone thinks it's Bartle. And so it's kind of like a running joke in the family. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. First time ever. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for being here. We're really excited to have you. Um, so to get started, Cami, can you just introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us who you are and you know what you're doing. Of course. So I'm Cami, and I am the owner of Cami Like a Tank Top, which is kind of a lifestyle blog. I have a physical blog, but I mainly just post on my Instagram, like almost everyone these days. <laughs> um, and so I really try and focus on sharing wellness and positive vibes and career tips, really just trying to encourage everyone to live a healthy and happy life in all different aspects. So your career, your fitness, your fashion can even be part of that. So I really just try and share what I'm doing and what helps me so that I can encourage others. I love that. That's, That's like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely love that. Um, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but you are moving from Chicago to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. How is, can you give us any more information about that? How'd you decide? What are you going there for? Yeah. Um, so it was somewhat of an easy decision in the sense that my husband got accepted to grad school. So he kind oh, nice. of, had him. To for that. <laughs> thank you. Um, so it wasn't necessarily of a kind of decision like, Oh, do we want to leave now or something? But it was still hard in the sense that like Chicago is our home. And mm-hmm. when I moved here, I've lived here for about four years now. And when I moved up here, I thought this was kind of like my permanent home. I was like, oh, we'll like live in the city. And then when we have a family, we'll probably move to the suburbs, but like we're here in Chicago forever. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of a hard decision when we decided to move to Arizona because I was like, oh, I'm leaving my home. I'm leaving my friends. You're leaving that like comfort. And mm-hmm. I actually grew up in Ohio. So I've always been like a Midwestern girl and I've never lived on like the West. And so I'm like, this will be a whole new experience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, very excited. Um, really trying to think of it more from like an abundance mindset. Like there's more sun in Arizona, more weather or better weather, excuse me. Um, more like chances to be active and go on hikes and things like that. So just really trying to embrace it. Um, and I think I've really come to peace with the decision. So I'm very excited. That's amazing. Again, congrats to your, uh, sorry, boyfriend, husband, husband, (laughs) husband. And I think I saw, um, he's going to ASU, correct? Is that what I saw on your Instagram? Yes. Yes. So are you guys living in like downtown Phoenix or have you picked out like where you guys are living at yet? Yeah. So we're actually living in a suburb of Phoenix technically, but Phoenix is a lot like kind of smaller than Chicago. So like it is only 20, 30 minutes away from like everything. Um, But it's where his family actually lives in that area. So we're like, okay, we'll be a little closer to family. We get a little more bang for our buck, a bigger apartment. Oh, definitely. If you're from Chicago, no. I've (laughs) looked at house prices out there before. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Like we are living in a studio right now and the apartment we got in Arizona is a two bedroom. There's a balcony, there's a gym, a pool, and I'm only paying a hundred more a month. Oh for my that. gosh. And I'm like, this is crazy. 
that's like, crazy we're rich <laughs> right and the nice weather I'm so envious yeah. I know Holly wants to move to Arizona as well I would love to like just because all of like the woo-woo stuff out there their big crystal show every year oh my god so <laughs> you so take me back. <laughs> I'm like telling everyone I'm like you should just move like everyone should move <laughs> with me um but I'm very excited and especially for kind of some of the woo-woo stuff and even just being in nature more oh, like I've really mm-hmm. started to realize how healing nature is to me recently and so like the only time I can really get nature here in the city is if I go walk in Lincoln Park right and then you're still kind of in the city and it's a little harder to like practice grounding and things like that so I'm excited to have more opportunity to do that definitely I'm very jealous of that because like same here it's like I can walk out on my patio and like I can do some grounding like on my patio but then you have neighbors staring at you like what are you doing it's just like not as common of a thing over here than it is for some people out there but we're not going to stay on the topic of phoenix forever so (laughs) as much as i would want to um so i know you share a lot about like your health journey and stuff like that on social media so where did that sort of begin and, and why did you start sharing that yeah so i actually started my blog in, I believe it, I actually started in 2017, but I didn't really do anything with it until like 2018. Um, didn't really like promote it or anything. And I started as a fashion blogger just because I thought that's kind of what you had to do if you wanted mm-hmm. to be a blogger. Like at that time, I just didn't realize that there were other like niches, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so I was trying to be a fashion blogger and I love fashion. Like I give so much credit to those girls who are fashion bloggers, but I just couldn't like keep up with it. I couldn't be getting all the new latest styles and I felt so much pressure. Like I posted about the Nordstrom sale one year and I like almost cried that whole week because I was just so stressed about it. Oh my gosh. But fitness was something that was part of my life for the past, like five, six years now, I kind of went through this whole transformation in college where I like started loving to work out and started loving to learn about nutrition. And so that's something that I do in my daily life. So it started to become more natural for me to actually start sharing that. And the more I realized I got more fulfillment out of sharing health and wellness. And the more I connected with people in the health and wellness space, the more I started to find a community there. I was like, wait, why am I trying so hard to be a fashion blogger when that's just not natural for me? So I kind of really started to pivot my content and I've been in that kind of ever since. And it's gone through different phases. Like I tried to be really hard on the fitness aspect one time. And now it's more just positive vibes and wellness, just kind of more mental health, but also sharing some physical health too. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I go to your Instagram very often. Um, and then especially when like looking for like, um, having you onto the podcast and things like that. And I just feel like your feed is so like lifestyle and how those things fit into your lifestyle and the wellness aspect and things like that. It's not in your face, fitness and health. It's very much like, these are the ways that I live my life. And I want to show you that. And I, I totally appreciate that because sometimes I feel like especially in the fitness atmosphere, you can find people who it's like the same picture every single day, just in different outfits and things like that. And it's like, no, we got it. (laughs) Like we get it. Like you're really into fitness. Whereas yours is like, I am bringing all of this stuff into my life and showing you how you can do that too. So I really appreciate your Instagram and how you have it laid out. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I try health and wellness is sometimes difficult to post about because I try to be very clear on the fact that I'm not a nutritionist. I am not a personal trainer. I don't actually have any like credentials to Mm -hmm. bring this. So I never want to give like, Oh, have you have to eat this way to achieve these results or like Mm -hmm. you need to be working out this way. Like I try and be very clear on that line of just, this is what I'm doing you don't even have to do the same workout as I do, but like you should maybe move your body because that's just really good for you. Or like, hey, I'm not going to tell you to drink water, but I'm going to show that I'm drinking water today and maybe that will inspire you to drink water too. So I try and approach it more from the inspiration and I try to really make sure that I'm clear on health looks different for so many people. Like Mm -hmm. for one person, 
eating a salad is what they define as health and what works for their body. For another, it could be eating chocolate that day. That could be really healthy for you. And so I try and really share like not telling people what to do, but encouraging them to find what's healthy for them. I love that. Yeah. I think that's so important too. And like, it's, it's so hard. Like, I feel like this is kind of going off topic, but what's new? We always go off topic here. (laughs) Um, but like, I've gotten a lot of questions recently on my Instagram about like anxiety and, and things like that. And like medication and meditation and those sort of things. And it's like, every time I answer those, I'm like, well, it works for me, but it's so individual. And like, that's just another aspect obviously of health, but it's like, just like with your physical health and the workouts you do or the food you eat, like your mental health is the same thing. Like, yes, meditation and medication work great for me, but for other people, medication is going to be terrible for you. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, I can't tell you like what is and isn't going to work. And, and I think that's so hard sometimes for people to understand, like, even when they're in it, like they're like, but I don't know what to try. And I'm like, but I can't tell you what to try either. Mm-hmm. So that was very rambly. I don't know. (laughs) I think also off of that, like, I think there are so many people and this is how I was when I first started kind of getting into health and wellness is you kind of want like a cheat sheet. Like this is exactly Mm -hmm. what you need to do. You need to meditate five minutes every day and you need to eat salads and you need to do this. And like, then you'll be healthy. And I think as you start to actually get into kind of a fitness journey, if you will, that's when you start to test these things and you're like, wait, that didn't, that didn't feel good to me. And then you can kind of start to pivot. So I think a lot of people don't really want to go through that trial and error process, but that's Mm -hmm. what you have to do. That's what you have to do in life in general is just try things out and see what works. Definitely. Absolutely. And Holly and I found that with, we've tried various challenges, you know, this year, and we found that there were things that were hurting us from those challenges. And there was things that were benefiting us from those things and trying to put those into our lifestyle and things like that. I know you did a lot of challenges. Is that kind of where you picked up a lot of like your things that you've kind of continued on with? Yeah. So that's definitely where I like to try things out is in an actual challenge, but I also, I'm a very zero to 100 type of person. (laughs) If I decide that I'm going to do something, I like to just do it completely. So like when I started my fitness journey, and again, this will not work for everyone. Like people will tell you to go slow and just like start to eat a little healthier, start to exercise just a little bit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to exercise seven days a week and just like completely eat super clean. And like, (laughs) I just kind of went for it. Um, And so that's why challenges for me personally work because I'm able to just be like, okay, zero to 100 mindset. Sorry, my mom is texting me. So if you're here, (laughs) you're fine. Parents like do not respect the podcast interview. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, so yeah, I just really love challenges to give myself that extra like confidence boost and just like sometimes they can help jumpstart things. So I'm sure you might be referring to, I completed Whole30 this January Mm -hmm. and towards the end of last year, I love health and wellness, but I don't do it all the time. I don't practice it all the time sometimes. So like by Christmas, I was eating chocolate every day and I was barely moving my body and that's, that's fine. I wasn't a bad person. I wasn't doing anything Mm -hmm. bad, but I just started to feel very stagnant in my body. Like I like to exercise because you can move the energy of your body and my body Mm -hmm. was just feeling heavy and weighed down. And I was like, okay, I need to do something different. So I was like, why don't I do whole 30 and just try that out. And um, it, it really did wonders for me. That's amazing. And I think that it also goes to what you said about like kind of finding the positivity to moving to Arizona. Mm-hmm. I think in Chicago or any Midwestern area where they get snow or cold weather, I just think it's so hard during those months to move your body and to like get these things done because of, and it's, it's such an excuse. I say this all the time, but it's not like, I think that it's just so hard to get that motivation to do those things. So I think it's amazing that you found a challenge that's going to bring that into your life without actually having to, you know, go outside or do things like that. Yes. And I've definitely, that, that sometimes annoys me when I see the stuff on Instagram where people are like, oh, just like, if you're stressed, just go for a walk, just take a 30 minute walk mm-hmm. every single day. And I'm like, 
that might work if you're in California. Mm-hmm. But like we're in Chicago. Like I can't go walk for 30 minutes. Like people Without might like for them. <laughs> sunshine. I'm like, it's 20 degrees outside. I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like with a wind chill of like negative something. <laughs> right. It's just impossible. And also if you're from Chicago or like a Midwestern state, you kind of know like the grayness of winter, right? Like yeah. it gets to you when you can't see the sun and it's just gray buildings, gray street, gray sky. You just live in this gray box and it's just really hard to motivate yourself. And it really does impact your mood a little bit. So oh, that's why I try and find ways to do it here at home. I actually found this video on YouTube this winter and it was like a walking challenge. And so you just like walked in place for like 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> yeah. I just walked in my apartment in place for 30 minutes and it, it did help boost some energy, but it's not the same. No, no. It gets for very sure not. old very quickly, <laughs> especially if you're doing it like often, like we were doing, trying to do 10,000 steps a day in our apartments or like smaller houses and mm-hmm. It, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm literally sick of walking between these like 10 walls. <laughs> Meanwhile, our significant others are like, you're insane. <laughs> what are I'm you awesome. doing? <laughs> yeah. It would be like 10 at night and I'd be mm-hmm. walking in place trying to finish my 10,000. And I'm like, I have 2000 more. I can do it. Uh, <laughs> I've actually switched. I was trying to do the 10,000 a day and I found it was actually easier for me to do 5,000 a week. So that's like seven to 10,000 every single day. And you'll get to 5,000 or 50,000. Sorry. 50, I was 000. like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, what sorry. heck is this? <laughs> it's 50,000 a week. Um, and I think you're still getting that kind of level of movement, but it's a little easier and you don't feel as much pressure to hit that 10 every single mm-hmm. week. Definitely. That yeah, that's, that's definitely a lesson we had to learn. The hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it for um, sure was switching just to your business really quick so the name of your business is cami like a tank top which i will be honest even when i sent the podcast invite like i was not saying it like cami like a tank top like i was just saying it as a word like one thing and then it clicked i'm an idiot i'm delayed i understand this um but where did that come from because i think it's so cute yeah um tank top is actually my nickname with like some of my closest friends because when i don't know if i just wasn't like enunciating it correctly but for a while people couldn't understand cami they would think it was like tammy or sammy or i got like karen a few times <laughs> um, so i started realizing oh if i say my name's cami like a tank top people are like oh camisole cami okay we got it so um it just helped people know my name and when I started a fashion blog, I was like, oh, tank top. Like that's kind of, that's like a piece that's of clothing. Cute. That's cute. <laughs> um, and now I don't know. I've like gone back and forth on if I wanted to change it and just go by like Cami Bartel. But I just have like such an attachment now to Cami like a tank top. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it yet. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's hard to make that change. <laughs> um, so in terms of like, I know I'm all over the place. I with my questions today, but, um, we were just talking about food. I move it to business. Now I'm moving back to food, but what are some of your like favorite healthy snacks, meals, like your kind of go-to stuff? Right. So for snacks, I'm a really big, I love apples and peanut butter. That will always be my go-to. So good. Hummus and carrots. Really good. I like that. I actually try, if I'm going to have a snack, I've tried to have vegetables like in the morning, um, because it just helps me like eat more vegetables throughout the day. And mm-hmm. it was something that I felt I would always like delay until the last minute. So mm-hmm. if I want a snack, I try and have veggies first. Sorry, that was a side note. Um, <laughs> Lara bars are really good. The blueberry muffin is my absolute favorite flavor. It literally tastes like a blueberry muffin. It's so good. I don't um, think I've had that flavor yet. Definitely. I didn't even know they had that flavor. To yeah, be I've honest. had that one. It's good. I tried it. I never even had a Lara bar until uh, Whole30 because those are Whole30 approved. Well, some of them. You have to read the label, Um, but it's super good. (laughs) And then I also, in terms of like meals, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I have like smoothie bowls all the time for like breakfast. That's just my favorite. And I make sure smoothies 
are not always a meal replacement, but I try and make sure through my bowls, I like put in protein powder. I put a lot of toppings on it. Like I make sure it's like an actual substantial meal for myself. Mm -hmm. And then I also love salmon. I have salmon like once a week with veggies. And then for kind of like a healthier dessert, I would say I like to have dates and peanut butter. That's one of my favorites. Love dates. (laughs) Oh, good. It's so good. And then I also, there's this restaurant called Honey Grow, and I think it's more in like the Northeast, I believe. Um, They had one location in Chicago and then they left, but they have something called a honey bowl where they put like granola and fruit and honey and sometimes like chocolate chips or anything like that kind of in a bowl. And I started recreating that at home um, because it's a way to get some sweetness and have some fun with your food, but it's still relatively healthy. I like that. That's so fun. I like, I feel like I wouldn't have thought of that. I'm not a huge honey person, but I know that there's like some like specialty honeys like that you can find that mm-hmm. sometimes are a bit different. And I like those ones. I'm mm-hmm. gonna that, so thank you. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Where do you feel like you find your inspiration for like meals and snacks and things like that? A lot of it is just trial and error like I was saying of like oh I know I like apples so like what can I put apples in or hey I want to try a date like how can I eat this in a fun way um Pinterest is also a really great place to learn meals and so is Instagram I actually love going on Instagram and just finding things that people are eating and just being like oh how can I customize this to myself or mm-hmm. oh that sounds good let me just go ahead and try it um so I think it's just finding inspiration out there and then also finding what you enjoy that's also a biggest thing for me is I don't like to eat what I don't like to eat so that (laughs) sounds so simple but like people will say oh like make like mushroom pizza and I'm like I hate mushrooms like I'm not gonna just eat a mushroom because it's healthy or Mm -hmm. like force myself to do that and like I just so happen to like kale but if someone doesn't like kale like that doesn't mean you're not a healthy person. You just don't mm-hmm. like kale. Like that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. I feel like it's so easy to get stuck in those. Like, well, I have to eat this because they say it's great mm-hmm. for you. I'm like, well, right. if you don't freaking like it, find something else that's just as good for you. <laughs> I know I hate kale. <laughs> I like kale. If you massage it, you got to really get into its baby back rib. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. I no can't with you. Massage. <laughs> I just gave to everybody, but moving on. <laughs> Um, so one thing I really want to talk about, so I saw on your site talking, you were talking about astrology. So what is your sun, moon and rising? Yeah, my sun is a cancer rising is Gemini and moon is Virgo. Um, so how do you feel like those fit you? Yes, they definitely. <laughs> I'm out of this conversation. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I'll explain in a moment, Mary. Yeah. I love astrology. I've always loved it. Even when I don't know if you ever did this when you were like in middle school or high school and you got like the teen magazines, they would mm-hmm. have your, your horoscope and it'd be like, you're going to feel lucky this month. And yeah. you were like, oh my gosh, I do feel lucky. <laughs> I just have always felt like it really fits me. Um, and as I've learned more about it, I think it can really help you learn your personality and who you are and how you react to certain things. And mine is definitely spot on. Like if you're looking at it more on the simplistic side, like I'm actually right on the border of Gemini and Cancer when you go based on like birthday. I personally identify more with a Gemini, but I do have Cancer traits as well. It just kind of depends on who you talk to, who like says I'm a Gemini or Cancer, Um, but it's very true for me. And I used to hate that because Geminis are kind of known as like two-faced a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of realized it's kind of fun in a way because it just means that I have dueling personalities. Like sometimes I can be really fun and energetic and sometimes I just want to be quiet and reserved. And I've really started to embrace kind of the duality of myself and realize like that's actually a power. Um, And so I think astrology is really fun if you just kind of get into it and embrace it. Definitely. Yeah. I would say, I think it's important to note like for, signs like Gemini where it's like has that bad reputation it's like Mm -hmm. good to these signs too like Mm -hmm. so that's first but to break it down a little bit so your sun sign so for you Mary that would be like the month you're born in you know that's that's your sun sign so the sign that basically everyone knows when you look at a horoscope magazine Sagittarius 
got that one. <laughs> and then your moon sign, um, typically your moon sign is going to be actually more of what your personality is. So for me, my sun sign's a Libra makes sense. I can't, um, choose anything. I'm very weighty. Like I'm very much needing to balance everything and please everyone. My moon signs a cancer, which this girl doesn't stop crying. My eyes permanently leak. So it definitely makes sense that I'm a cancer. And then your rising sign is more so like the kind of personality that the world sees you as. So my rising is a Scorpio, which again, looking at the bad rep, like kind of the bad rep Scorpios are usually like the bitch. Which I guess like coming off, if you don't know me, I could see how I come off that way because I'm very quiet when I first meet someone. Like I have to get their vibe before I like start talking to them. Mary thought I freaking hated her when I met Mm -hmm. her. So I definitely know it's true. (laughs) I definitely did think that. (laughs) So for anyone who's listening and doesn't know those, those differences, I encourage you to look it up. You do need your birthday and time and place. So just know that you need those to find those things. But yeah, when I saw you were into astrology, I was like, yes, someone to finally talk about astrology with me. <laughs> yes, I, I love it. And also, I'm not going to lie, I actually didn't even know the differences between rising and moon and everything. I just like know that I know them. Yeah. But I was like, what do these actually mean? I just go by Gemini, but that actually makes a lot of sense now for me. So I yeah. learned something today too. Perfect. I love it. And I encourage <laughs> you all the to listeners. Go yours. I'll do that. Yes. Because I want to know what your moon is because I feel like you're probably a, like a water sign. I could see you being a water sign. Like, because you're kind of like a me, water sign. Where you can, you're emotional <laughs> like me. <laughs> I'll look into it. Okay. Thank you. Please let us um, know on the next podcast. <laughs> I will. On another topic that Holly is very, it's very close to home with Holly and things like that. You said that you're into like woo woo things as well. Um, I did see that you're into Reiki. Is that how you say it? Yep. And I know Holly just got into Reiki a couple of years ago. Um, how did you kind of like break into this world, like this woo-woo, like finding this kind of stuff? Yeah. So a lot of it was just doing workshops. I love to do when people do health and wellness, like virtual workshops, especially at the start of last year um, when everything kind of closed down because of COVID, I was like, well, I have no weekend plans. So I'm going to spend three hours learning about health and wellness on these, uh, like retreats. Um, and so that's when I did my first Reiki healing. I don't practice it yet. Um, I'm not sure if I ever will, honestly, but I've had it done to me, at least virtually. And it's just crazy when you do it. I'm sure you've experienced Holly, but like, at first I was like, okay, there is no way that this person in New Jersey is going to like feel my body. But after just a few minutes, you feel this like tingling sensation and you just can like feel, this sounds crazy for anyone who's not into woo-woo stuff, but if you're into woo-woo stuff, you'll get it. You can literally feel the energy going through your body. I was like, mm-hmm. I feel this electrical current going up and down my body. This doesn't make sense. And I actually felt it for a few days after that first healing. And I reached out to the girl who did it. And I was like, is this normal? And she's like, yeah, it is like your body's healing. And I was like, this is crazy. So I've done it a few other times again, virtually right now. Um, It's been wonderful for my personal healing. Again, I don't practice it. So I don't know too, too much about the intricacies of it because I know it is a very specialized practice. Um, but if you're ever interested in it, I highly recommend just trying it out and you really have to, I hate to use the word surrender. I feel like that's really cheesy, but you do kind of have to just surrender and just be like, what's going to happen. We'll see. And not like touch it. Yeah. I feel like that's how it is getting into a lot of the woo woo kind of subjects. You just have to kind of like be open to it and see what happens. And some Mm -hmm. things may not be for you and some will be, but, um, for anyone, because you mentioned it, like feeling it a few days after typically after a healing, you'll feel that energy reroute for up to 21 days. Um, Mm -hmm. so it can be like, obviously almost three weeks that you're like feeling effects from that one healing. And, um, I know we talked a bit about it a little bit in our episode with Allie Wilkins, but essentially Reiki healing can go through time and space. So like I have the, um, distant healing. I'm like losing my train of thought today. The distant healing symbol. It's very long. I have that tattooed down my arm so I can always send it to people like no matter where they are and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's like something where once you feel it, you're like, 
oh oh this is oh I wasn't expecting this this is kind of cool <laughs> well I just think it's so cool that you open yourself up to that and there are so many people out there right now especially like during and I think that people grasped on to the positives of quarantine and like putting things out and giving these workshops and a lot of them are free so mm-hmm. I like the point that you said like just go into these things and you never know what you're going to find. Cause that's amazing that you found Reiki healing through there, you know, through like health and wellness. Absolutely. And I've really enjoyed learning. So there's of course Reiki healing. And I think that's probably the biggest like jolt of energy that I've ever felt like that. But I have really started opening myself up to like crystal healing and stuff. And it's weird at first. It's weird to hold a rock and be like, ah, feel the power. But once you open yourself up and once you learn how to, I call it like energy play. And once you kind of just learn how to play with the energy of your body and connect to the earth and open yourself up to the energy and the atmosphere. And again, I know I probably sound crazy to anyone who doesn't practice this, but it just feels good. And it feels so cool to feel like you can actually feel that energy coming in and out of your body. Um, And I think it's just really fun to try different things, whether it's meditation or crystal healing or Reiki, or even just moving your body can pass through that energy. It's just really fun. What are some of your favorite crystals? I love, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on the name right now? Oh my goodness. This is awful to blank on this name. (laughs) Um, Citrine, sorry, citrine. Um, And it's the abundance crystal. That's Mm -hmm. how it was taught to me. So you can use it when you need to get kind of that feeling of openness and abundance. And abundance was something I really started practicing in the past year. And it has done wonders for me. It has done wonders in my life, in my career. Um, So that one's probably my favorite clear quartz helps as well. Um, rose quartz for self-love. I actually love putting it. This sounds so silly, but if you like are wearing a sports bra or something, I love to put it on my heart to really feel self-love. And sometimes I'll like forget it's there. And like, I'll get rocks in my bra. (laughs) There's a rock. Um, but yeah, those are probably my favorite. I love it. I love it. And I think um, just because you mentioned abundance, I think mm-hmm. one you should check out if you haven't already is green aventrine. It's very similar energy as citrine, but um, citrine has more of like the abundance and happiness where green aventrine is more of the abundance, but it's green. So it's more so on like the heart chakra work as well. So just throwing it out there might be a crystal you're you interested in. That. <laughs> Uh, but moving through kind of the spiritual or moving on from this more of the spiritual stuff. So in terms of like your mental health, you know, why is it important for you to share, you know, about your mental health and your mental health journey? And like, how did that kind of start for you? Because I feel like mental health is something that, I mean, even still today can be so stigmatized to talk about that it can be scary. Like when I first kind of started talking about like my depression and anxiety, I was like, well, what are people going to think of me? So how did that kind of come about for you? Yeah. So I think in a way I was always kind of talking about it when I shared positivity and things like that, because I really believe that mental health is kind of where your health starts. If you don't feel good, you're not going to want to take care of yourself. And if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to be more stressed and you're going to have more anxiety. And it just kind of goes from there. For me, I don't think I started really sharing too much about mental health until a few years ago. Um, a few years ago. Wow. It was only like a year or so ago. It's been a long year. Um, but my husband actually, I shared this story once, but, um, he had a seizure in the middle of the night. And so we were rushed to the hospital and they didn't know what was going on. And we actually were there for a few weeks and I was kind of being told like he might die and stuff. And that's like five months after our wedding. So I was like, what are you, what are you telling me? I'm, tw- I'm 22. Like I'm newly married. How can you tell me that there's a 15% chance he might live or something? Like it was very hard to go through that. And yeah. so after a few months, um, he like came back from the hospital. We still didn't really know what was going on. We do now know he has a very rare disease, which is a hard diagnosis to get as well, because no one knows what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I started to not sleep. I had anxiety manifest in very weird ways. Like I was anxious to 
walk down the street and see a car like buses would start freaking me out I was scared of the elevator I was scared of stairs like it was very weird things that didn't have to do with that hospitalization visit it just like was manifesting in different aspects Mm -hmm. so I finally decided to go to a therapist and that helped so much to have a space to talk about it and to share your fears and things like that and it's helped me heal I mean it's taken a year year and a half to heal from that experience um, Mm -hmm. but it did help and as I was going through it I realized like why is it so hard for us to ask for help like why is it so stigmatized yeah and I felt like the more that I could share that I was going to therapy and share why and share what I was doing for my mental health the more I could help contribute to destigmatizing it and also kind of larger from that I have had family members who have mental health disorders. And so I've kind of grown up in that world. And I actually, for different reasons, was in therapy ever since like kindergarten for mainly family issues. And like, I think that has really contributed to who I am as a person because you grow up learning these coping skills. I don't think people think about that when they think about therapy, but you're really Mm -hmm. going through, when you go to therapy, you're not just talking about things, you're actually learning like coping mechanisms and how to handle things in the future. And so that helped me as a kid. I personally think a lot of people and a lot of kids maybe should do therapy, not because something's going wrong, but because you can actually learn so much about yourself. And so I, I really believe in the power of therapy. I do understand it's not for everyone, Um, but I think taking care of your mental health is so important and sorry, that was probably like a whole long rant, but like, no, it's okay. Very passionate about really finding what works for you to protect your mental health because it's just so important. Yeah. And therapy is something that I know I've been looking into, um, like doing or starting this year. And it's something that I've talked about wanting to do for a long time. So I love hearing other people's experience, like, you know, with therapy and, I think that honestly, like, and I've said it before on the podcast, I think everyone could use a therapist or like some type of therapy. Um, <laughs> none of us are quite right, <laughs> exactly. but yeah, I think it's just, I, I love that there's people like you sharing their experiences, like so openly with therapy, because it's going to help so that like, when you're watching shows, like like I love watching Gilmore Girls and but it's like it was filmed you know in the early 2000s so it's like they're in the one episode they're like making fun of having a shrink and stuff like that and it's Mm -hmm. like I don't want to hear that anymore it's like that's not true like it's healthy to have a therapist oh absolutely especially right now I think all human beings are under so much stress that our bodies are just not built to handle. We are going through a once in a lifetime pandemic. We have a ton of political chaos, financial strains, even just the pressures of like social media and careers Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Our bodies were not meant to sustain that level of stress for this long. So I think we're really starting to see more of a transformation of people accepting I need more help than just myself. And I yeah. need someone to talk to. I need to learn how to handle these emotions. And that's the great thing about therapy is you're not just like venting to someone. I mean, sometimes you can, um, right. but it's really to sort through your feelings. There's so many times I have a therapy session where I'm like, I haven't even like thought about this once. Cause I don't know how to think about it. And so like we break it down and I sort through, how am I feeling? How do I feel about this? Like what do I want to do next about it? And it just helps to have that space to do that because, you know, your friends or even your husband, like, I love my husband. I can talk to him about anything, but also he's going through his own stress. Mm-hmm, right. It's too much for me to say, Hey, you're really stressed. Let me tell you what's stressing me out too. So Definitely. it's nice to kind of have that other avenue for it. Definitely. I love that. I love a few things that you actually said in regards to therapy, because I think that there's so many misconceptions where, you know, sometimes maybe it is venting to a person and just like, you know, word vomiting on them. But I think that there's so much more to therapy than what we've been taught. And like Holly said in movies and back in the day, it was like, oh, you're going to like a shrink or a therapist or whatever. Like you must be crazy. Like something must be wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even with kids, like you said, and I think that that's something that's huge to touch upon is like, kids need 
an outlet too. They need to be able to learn and cope in different ways. And, you know, what if you have two working parents or, you know, what if you don't have that time or maybe you lost a parent or maybe you have a different family dynamic, like you need to have someone to talk to other than a parent who's going to be like, you're fine. Or like, you know, or someone who's just like, oh, it's fine. So I think that you touched upon a lot of things that kind of get overlooked when it comes to therapy. So I hope if anybody's listening um, to this part, like really takes that if you've been thinking about therapy and takes that and remembers that it's not just about like venting to someone. There's a lot of things that have to do with coping and how to talk it out too. Absolutely. And along that, I also want to add, I know for me, like I just kind of shared the story of like this traumatic event happened and I went back to therapy after not going like in college and as I got older, but I think it's also important to remember that therapy doesn't have to be because something went wrong. It doesn't yeah. have to be because of a traumatic experience or because something's wrong with you or something. It can be just because you're stressed or just because you want someone else to talk to or like nothing has to go wrong in your life to need therapy. And yes. that's really fine. And, and I think that's part of trying to destigmatize it too, is it's not just for those situations. It's for the normal stress of, you had a friendship breakup. I know we're kind of in our twenties and maybe people listening are kind of going through those friendship changes. And so it's someone to talk to you about that. Or if you want to switch your career or just, if you just want to talk about being in a once in a lifetime pandemic, like Mm -hmm. it's, there's so many uses for therapy. And I think when people really start to realize that it's going to really help destigmatize it. Definitely. Definitely. So one thing we always like to pick our guest brains about because we are very big on trying to have morning and nighttime routines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keyword trying. <laughs> we um, struggle sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. But what does that look like for you? Do you have any like non-negotiables either in the morning or at night? And what does that look like? Yes, I absolutely love my morning routine. Again, if you go on my Instagram, I have like so many reels videos of like, here's my morning and night routine. (laughs) Morning is probably my favorite. I made a goal. It was my 2020 New Year's resolution actually to create a morning routine. And with quarantine, it kind of helped. So I like to get up pretty early at like 6, 6.30. I always ice roll it feels so good to ice roll in the morning. It's like this frozen roller and you just roll it on your face. It really helps wake you up, depuff, start the lymphatic system. And then I always try and drink water first thing in the morning. And then I normally will work out and stretch. So I try to do like 30, 40 minutes in the morning. And then I'll normally take my dog out at that point. She's like ready to go. (laughs) Then, um, She's very sleepy in the morning though. So she'll just like sleep during my workout. It's really funny. Um, And then I normally do some meditations and some devotionals. So I have a book called The Journey to the Heart. I love that one. It's just like this little prompt that you just kind of read through during the day. I have The Daily Stoic. And then I have a couple. I'm also Christian. A lot of people don't think that you can be woo-woo and Christian, but (laughs) they work for me. So I'll also do a Bible study in the morning. Um, and then from there, I'll normally just get ready for work and normally have like a smoothie bowl. Um, so that's kind of my morning routine and I love it. I just love grounding myself. I also, I don't look at my phone until I'm done with all of that. So I go through my workout, my devotions, my meditations, and I don't look at my phone because I like the first voices in my day to be my own and my own thoughts and my own feelings. And I don't like to have it clouded from someone's Instagram post or stories and, or news stories and stuff. So I really like to do that. If you're my friend, you know, like don't expect a response until like 10 because. <laughs> um, and then in terms of night, I'm not always the best at practicing this, but I've tried to really create a more peaceful nighttime routine. So I'll normally finish glasses of water. I'll get kind of ready. Do your face and skincare and everything. I'll try and stretch just a little bit. Sometimes I'll do, I'm not sure if you've heard of this, but you kind of like, I don't know the technical term, but you like put your feet up against the wall uh for a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. And it like supposedly helps like drain kind of your body and your energy and just kind of helps you settle into sleep. I'll do that sometimes, not all the time. And then sometimes I'll also do a jade roller at night. So 
start the morning with ice roller, jade roll at night. And then normally I just will journal again at the end of the night. I like to journal highlights of the day. I started that during quarantine and just really realizing that there, there is good in every day. So I like to write that down. And then normally just like gratitudes at the end of the day as well. I, I don't actually know if I mentioned this. I journal in the morning too. Sorry if I skipped that over. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I do at night is I read. So I'm really into reading. That was another 2020 New Year's resolution I had. Um, and so I like to just end the night reading. I love that. And how how have you like, how do I want to wear this? How do you deal with like when you need to change up your routine? Because like sometimes you're like, I don't, this isn't serving me anymore or like, you know, things like that. So like, how do you kind of deal with that and like bring in something new or see, okay, maybe I don't need to add anything. Yeah. I, so I, I've kind of gone through a couple of phases of my morning routine and those are the ones that I feel the best doing, but some days I like to just sleep in or something, or like on Saturdays, I actually don't normally do my routines on the weekends. Those are normally weekday routines. Cause the weekend is just, I sleep in or I have something to do, or I stay up late <laughs> watching a movie with my husband, something like that. I do have kind of, I guess you would call them non-negotiables. So I normally in the morning, always ice roll. Like that just wakes me up. Like I will not feel awake if I don't do that. And I always try to drink water. And then if I'm not feeling anything else, I'll just like normally journal because the days that I don't feel like doing a lot of those practices is normally because I'm more anxious or something. So I just like to write things out. And I have a couple different journal prompts. Like normally every day I'll write down, I call it my attitude and my gratitude. So how am I feeling that day? What are my gratitudes? My affirmation, mantra, intentions. Sometimes I just have a brain dump. So it's just like blank page. What are you feeling? And sometimes it's like jumbled mess. Sometimes I'm writing down my dreams. Sometimes I actually realize what's bothering me and I can kind of work through that in my journal. So those are kind of, oh, and I always try and move a little bit in the morning, even if it's just five minutes of stretching, even if it's 20 squats, like I always try and just, again, going back to that moving my energy in the morning is really important for me. And then at night, Night is the one where I don't necessarily have a ton of non-negotiables. I always try and read just because that's like the only time in the day I can really read. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, sometimes like my husband and I love to watch New Girl. And sometimes that <laughs> just feels the best to watch an episode of New Girl, laugh a little bit and then go to bed. So I'm, I'm a little less strict about my nighttime routine, but my morning routine I know that if I don't practice it, I'm going to feel off for the rest of the day because it's so integral to my everyday routine now. So I really try and bring in some elements of it. And again, the most important thing for me is not touching my phone, not touching my phone in the morning and not for like an hour before I go to bed. That's awesome. That's something I struggle with. (laughs) I definitely recommend it. It's hard at first. It is hard because TikTok is addicting, Instagram's addicting, but once you kind of get in the rhythm, like you'll start to not miss your phone as much. And it just feels so good to start and end the day with your own thoughts and not comparing yourself to anyone or not thinking, oh, that girl did this in her morning routine. Like, am I doing my mornings wrong? Like, no, you're doing what feels good for you. Like stop getting in your head about everything. (laughs) So yeah. I, I love that. And I like that. I don't know. I just like how you described your morning and evening routine. I don't know. I just really like it. So thank you for sure. <laughs> it's very grounding to me. I do practices that make me feel good because even, even though I'm at home, I'm still working a ton sure. throughout the day. And I have a puppy who needs to be taken out. And after then I'm normally watching movies with my husband or I have to cook dinner you you have to clean I don't know how the place gets messy every day every day and so it's it's those few moments to myself that I can ground myself and really just breathe and be like okay life is life is okay like today might be stressful and I might have a lot to do but I'm going to be okay that's why I love doing them awesome I love that um to start kind of wrapping it up a little bit, you know, in terms of your current workout routine, I like hearing how other people train. So do you have any type of routine right now? Or what's your kind of week to week, at least recently look like? 
Yeah. So I like to switch my routine up every couple weeks or every few months, sorry, because I'll get bored. So I just kind of wrapped up doing BBG at the start of the year. Um, and then I did, I do a program called Recharge and she had a little bit of a challenge in March. She's doing another one in April. So in a few weeks, I'll start doing that. But when I'm not doing like a challenge or organized fitness routine like that, I love to normally kind of do a mix of cardio and strength train. So right now I've been doing uh, three days of arms just because I really want to build up my arm strength. So I do a bicep, tricep day, shoulder, and then chest. And then I'll normally do at least one leg day and then one cardio day. And then I kind of have an optional like cardio or another leg day if I want. And then a rest slash stretch day. And I add in abs in a couple of those days, just towards the end. I don't, I don't love training my abs. So I'm like, five minutes is enough. Yeah, <laughs> right. I feel that. <laughs> um, I also think it's important to do deload weeks or what I call. So I actually just did that this week where I just do like yoga or walking, because I think it's important after, if you've been doing hit or like something like BBG for 12 weeks, your body kind of needs a week to just chill. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just finished that. And then I'll kind of go back to my routine of three days of arms and et cetera. I love that. And I think it's so important, like you said, the deload week, because I think that we think that we need to be like, go, go, go all the time. And like, after you finish a program, you have to jump into the next program and like, you don't give your body any time to actually like rest. And yes, you take rest days and things like that. But I think that it, your muscles need a little bit more time than that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that was something and I, I, oh, go oh, ahead, Kimmy. Oh, I was just going to say, it's also important to be flexible in your routine for what your body needs. Like that's why I change it up every few months. Cause sometimes I want more strength. Sometimes I need more endurance and I need to focus Mm -hmm. more on cardio or flexibility and I need to do more stretching days. And that can also come into your weekly routine. So I can say I do three days of arms, but sometimes my arms are just sore. And so I only Mm -hmm. do two days. Like you just have to learn how to be more flexible and more gracious to yourself. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. Listening to your body, like especially on those days that you need rest days. Like when we started the year this year, Mary and I were doing a challenge where you had to move like 30 minutes every single day. And at first I was taking it very much in terms of like my cardio and my strength training, but I was like, Mm -hmm. like burnt out so quickly, like beginning of February, her and I were both just like so burnt out. Like, no, we need actual rest days. They might be like yoga or stretch days, but like you need rest days. And like, that was like something even though like I've been working out for, you know, a couple of years now consistently, you know, on and off, it's like, that's like a lesson I had to relearn this year is like, no, you actually really do need rest days. Yeah, no, I agree. Resting um, are so important. Um, and I think a lot of people skip them over. I think definitely. it's also, I love to share this little tip because there are times when your body feels sore and you probably really shouldn't work out but there's also times where you're just unmotivated and you're Mm -hmm. like, maybe I'm a little sore. Mm -hmm. So I like to do what I call the 10 minute rule. So if I have a workout scheduled and I'm not sick or clearly injured, I will work out for 10 minutes because at the very least that's 10 minutes. If I really, really don't want to be doing it, that's fine. You tried it. You got 10 minutes in that's fine. Normally after 10 minutes though, I kind of get into the workout and I actually finish it. But there are times where I do 10 minutes and then I'm like, you know, I, I, I really don't want to do it today. Um, and so I think that helps because it makes it a little more approachable than feeling mm-hmm. like you absolutely have to do your workout all the time. Definitely, I love that. And to like add to it, the ability to walk away from a workout. I think people think once they get started, they just have to finish it. And it's like, if you're not feeling it, you're not going to get a lot accomplished in that time. And you're just wasting it. You could go find something else productive to do. So I love that. I love that you said if you're not feeling it, because at the end of the day, working out, crystal healing, Reiki healing, everything that we've talked about, if it doesn't feel good, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like Mm -hmm. everything that you do, health and wellness, even just in your life should make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And You need to just listen to that and say, does it actually make me feel good? If not, then stop doing it. Yeah. 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 And that's a big conversation that I feel like has come up with a lot of guests. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, recently. Lately. And Mary's been like definitely putting that with her workouts in. And like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm learning more and more like 
sometimes things just aren't working and maybe it's just this month, but maybe it's going to be forever. This just isn't going to work for me anymore. And it's get being okay with letting those things go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love asking guests this question, Mary. I know I was holding off because I knew you wanted to ask it. Mary never <laughs> prepares. I ask her almost every week, Tammy, what are three <laughs> things you're grateful for today? First of all, I absolutely love this question. Like when I listen to your podcast, this is my favorite because I'm such a big person on gratitude. Um, I'm going to say one, this podcast, just because I actually made it a goal to be on a few podcasts this year. So it's actually a really big deal for me to be interviewed today. And so I just feel oh. really grateful for that opportunity. I'm really grateful for my chai tea latte this morning. I love chai's. They hit different on Sundays. They really do. (laughs) It felt really good this morning. And then I'm going to say my puppy because just the way when she wakes up in the morning and just like when I open her, she's still crate sleeping. So when I open her crate and she just like runs to me and kisses my face, it just makes you feel so loved. And like, it's just amazing to have a puppy and have someone who like fully trusts you and like blindly loves you it just is ever and your puppy's name is pancake right yes pancake. I love that <laughs> I literally love that so much sorry Mary. oh sorry I, Holly I was ready for your talk sometimes I swear to god like I we can see each other's mouth starting to move and then we both stop because we're like oh they're gonna talk it's like a bad habit we sometimes we have really good telepathy but today I don't feel it um as we wrap up where can our uh listeners find you like Instagram things like that we'll also put everything in the description notes but if you want to give us a, a little bit of course uh so my Instagram is at cami like a tank top I know it's kind of a long name but easy spelling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also have my blog website is www.camilikeatanktop.com. Really any social media platform, you can follow me at camilikeatanktop, but I definitely post the most on Instagram or my personal blog. Perfect. And like I said, we'll have that all in the description box below. So if you guys want to follow Cami on her journey, and I think it's so exciting because now you're moving so (laughs) they can kind of watch that moving journey too. Um, We'll have all of that, like I said, in the description box below. Yeah. And so thank you so much for joining us. It's been so fun talking to you and me getting to explore yes. more of my woo-woo side of questions. <laughs> here for it. <laughs> of course. Thank that. you so much for having me. And thank you to everyone who listens to this. All right. Absolutely. So- well, have a great rest of your Sunday. Thank yeah. You. And we'll see you guys in the outro. That was such a good episode. I really, I really just enjoy Cammy's energy. She, I feel like she's just a different energetic than anyone we've had in the podcast before. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I was going to say something, then I couldn't forward. For some reason, I thought you were going to say, I concur. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. Um, yeah, she's just got such an interesting story. And like, I'm so excited to try Like we said this about um, uh, Sam just about them like because they were like in the spot that they were when they were when we recorded and then now they're like moved so I'm so excited to see where her journey to Arizona takes her and just like especially with her spirituality um I think that being somewhere yeah being somewhere where it's like nice out and warm and she can do that stuff and it's not like negative degrees out and you know I think that she's really going to bond with that a lot more um I've already been watching like her Instagram stories of her like doing things and like just being in her element and I just think that that's so cool I think that she's going to take a really big turn on her spiritual journey and that's that's amazing yeah Arizona, I'm so glad you guys got to bond on that too yeah Arizona's such a healing place like there's just so many like spots in Arizona that just have such energy to them and like Sedona's a huge energy vortex and um it's it's just a really fun place to be and, and feel that energy so I feel like for her like really deepening into that spirituality side and things like that will just be a really fun place to kind of get to play around with that energy and be mm-hmm. in such a, a vortex of a place so I'm excited for her and kind of seeing how that changes her journey and stuff like that yeah and since talking to her um, she said that she signed up for like, um, like webinars or like classes and things like that when we spoke to her. And that is something that I took away from that interview was like, 
I need to get involved more. Like there's so many people giving so many free things out. Um, and it's just, why not? Why not go see what something's about and why not dig deeper into something that maybe you don't know that much about? And maybe it, maybe it'll be a waste of time, but maybe it'll change your whole life, like your whole path. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's so cool that she does so many things like that. Definitely. Yeah. And especially in the past year, so many people have been doing more free events because of Mm -hmm. COVID and people just not being able to afford it and, and things like that. So, I mean, I feel like now's the time to look into those things if if you're interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But with that, as always, we'll have all of Cammie's information below. So you guys can go follow her on Instagram, find her website, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then as always, if you guys ever want to reach out to us, you can always find us on Instagram at get Fetty with a pod, or you can always send us an email at get Fetty with it pod at gmail.com. And all of that will be in the show notes as well as always. And with that, we hope you guys have a beautiful week. Later this week, you will have a bonus episode. Um, So we'll finally be doing our check-in for the April reflection, May intention. So make sure you come back for that episode later this week. And with that, have a beautiful day. Bye.